What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Geeks Got Game, the Geek vs. All video game podcast, and hopefully simulcast on YouTube. We're trying an experiment today. I'm one of your co-hosts, Josiah Leroy, and with me, as always, to my left, my co-host, Jeff Pavlock. Good evening, everybody. So, uh, post-E3, hype has died down a bit. We're in A little the, bit. Uh, only a little bit. Only a little bit. Uh, we are kind of getting into the, the dog days of summer, at least in Buffalo, because we had just a crazy hot day yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Western New York, um, it was it was pushing 90, if not 90, depending on where you were. And we have not had anything close like that so far this summer. It's been a very mild <laughs> summer, to say the least, so far. And it made up for it in just one fell swoop. It was crazy. So uh, we're talking video games today. Obviously, uh, we're going to get into um, a relatively quiet news week. But first, as always... What's in your system? So what are you playing in your video game system of choice right now? Um, I'm going to sandwich mine. I'm going to start, go to you, come back, because I'm going to be long-winded on my, my second entry. Okay. Um, first off, finished Ori in the Blind Forest. What do you think? So I got the uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, Ultimate. So after E3 and that special came down where you could upgrade for a dollar. Yeah. That's what I did. So I was about three quarters of the way through Ori when my Game Pass originally expired. Got back in. I had no idea how hard that game was. Like, no idea. I'm not, I would say, a particularly skilled gamer, but I, I'm pretty experienced. So maybe, I, you know, I fall in the middle somewhere. This game kicked my ass. <laughs> uh, I, I Towards the end, I'm not ashamed to admit, I, uh, I bumped it down to the easy setting. And I don't feel like it you, made much of a gotta difference. You got to do what you got to do. I really don't feel like it made <laughs> much of it. It's atmosphere, atmospheric. It's beautiful. I know I'm late to the game on this, but really enjoyed it. Uh, funny thing enough, I actually tweeted out about this very thing. I didn't tag the Ori account. I didn't tag Microsoft, any anything like that. Um, and the official Xbox account tweeted at me, um, which you know I'll, I'll put on screen here for for those watching at home. But basically, what they said was, I don't, I don't want to paraphrase this. I'll, I'll pull it up. I got it right here. I, I Pavlik, I, maybe yeah. I just missed this. Did you know that that was a hard game? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I didn't know that it was a hard game. No, uh, you know, it, people didn't expect it necessarily because it, it, like you said, it's so atmospheric, it's so beautiful, it's so artistic. Um, but it's almost, it's almost kind of like a precursor to Cuphead. Yeah, it's artistically distinct, but it's, it's also very difficult. Cuphead is gonna just, it's gonna be brutal. That's you, next for me. Oh, that's next for you. Fantastic. Uh, Let me know how that goes. <laughs> if you want to see some some crazy let's plays, like you're gonna. Change your it might change your opinion of me. Uh, so I tweeted out uh, I finished Ori in the Blind Forest this weekend. Thank you Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I wouldn't say I'm a particularly skilled gamer, but I'm no slouch either. Geez, I died a lot, like a lot. Uh, I probably should stay away from Sekiro, right? Uh, Xbox tweeted me Ori is one of our favorites. As long as you're having fun, it doesn't matter how many times you have to start over. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, so enjoy the game. Would recommend. Easy. Didn't make a difference for me. I was still really bad at it, but I finished it. Here we are. Uh, can't wait for Will of the Wisps, which we're all surprised to find out is coming next year instead of this year. Yeah, you're not going to be late to the party on that. You? Uh, no, I will be playing. We that still right got away. lot. No, I, I just mean that we still got lots of time before that comes out. Uh, I got you. I think I was partially playing this because I anticipated the sequel coming, right. but uh, played that on Xbox One. Jeff, what are you playing right now? What systems do you got going? I got two things I'm playing right now. Um, the first is Rocket League, which I only touched mm. for the I only touched for the very first time two weeks ago. I was going through the Switch eShop because Nintendo had their annual E3 sale. A lot of great games. Uh, got oh my some, gosh, Got yeah. some heavy discounts that week. Um, I saw Rocket League for half off. It was ten bucks. I said, you know, I've wanted to try this for a while. Now seems like the perfect opportunity. I got hooked in an instant. Dude, you and I are in the <laughs> same boat with that. So I waited until last year to finally play it. And I always said every new system they were announcing it for, oh, this is the one I'm going to get it for. This is the one I'm going to get it for. Uh, finally, it was free on Xbox Game Pass. It still is, by the way. Um, and I played it vast majority of my time. When Daisy was born, we brought her home, and she was sleeping. So when she was asleep on us, that's what I was playing. I would not have been able to play that with an infant next to me, I, <laughs> given how so rowdy I get playing it. One of the most addicting games yes. I've ever played. Perfect way to describe it. Uh, we've got to jump on and do crossplay at some point. Absolutely. Uh, so on Switch, you played it on the handheld or TV? No, I just played it on the big screen. Pro controller? Yes. Uh, it'd be tough otherwise, I think. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think that would be... I, that'd be a great game to play. Just oh, sure. 
on the handheld. Well, it's it's one of those games that I've been playing when it's like, okay, I've got a half hour. I just want to decompress. I'll play a couple matches, and then two hours later, I'm like, I, I got to stop. It's one of those things where it's like I'm only gonna say okay, just one more match. One more match turns into another five. I've not had a game beat up my time like that in years. Yeah, where I almost felt out of control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I'm unfortunately I'm in the same boat. Uh, what else are you playing? I got Cadence of Hyrule. Finally, I uh, finally got around mm. to that. Um, it released just a couple days after E3. I think it was June 13th was the official release date of that. Uh, I couldn't get around to it right away, though, when it first released, just because that week for E3 was just so hustle-bustle. I just did not have the time to get to that. Um, I started a few days ago. You said Ori in the Blind Forest kicked your butt. This one also kicked my butt. It is the uh, rhythm action game from... Uh, let me see the studio real quick. Sorry, Brace Yourself Games, who made Crypt of the Necrodancer which is it's a rhythm action game and the way that works is that according to the tempo you can't move or attack unless you're in harmony with the rhythm that's going on so if you don't move with the beat you're not moving at all and you can't attack with it i did not play the original crypt of the necrodancer so i jumped into this one kind of blind and the learning curve really really was tough at first um but it doesn't help that I have no rhythm whatsoever, so that's that's also a knock against me. It's but, intriguing to me. Yeah, it's a really interesting little game. It, it, Canes of Hyrule, this one, is uh, it's based on Legend of Zelda. It's used at the Zelda property, so you can play as Link or Princess Zelda. Um, it's a, lo- a lot of the enemy, almost all of the enemies, I think, are based on um, enemies and other creatures from throughout the series. The bosses are really cool. The, the bosses are iconic Zelda enemies, but they're kind of like puns based on... Uh, musical instruments so instead of the whiz robe it's the whiz robo um <laughs> instead of goma it's go maracas and goma literally has two giant maracas that she hits you with so it's just fun stuff like that there's just so many neat charming little callbacks and easter eggs to the zelda series and obviously a completely different kind of gameplay from what you expect out of zelda it's all action really no puzzle solving to speak of it's a neat little game I would really like yeah. to. See, I would be really interested to see how you play it. I'd love to because I, I you have such a background in music. So yeah. I'd be interested to see how you, if the, you know, the barrier to entry was a little bit easier for you. Like I said, for me, it took me quite a while to figure out the game. I, I honestly didn't enjoy it at first because I was dying so often and I just couldn't get a feel for the controls. But I'd be interested to see how you play it, given your 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 expertise with music. Uh, this uh, switch. We said yes. yes. Uh, so, I, I'd be really interested to try that. Now that you're kind of, I've I've always heard of this game, but I've never actually tried it. Clearly, um, I, I would love to see that different approach. And it's just such a cool story too. Like brace yourself, games. They're they're a small indie studio, and they they got Nintendo's blessing to use Nintendo's most revered franchise. Right. You know, brace yourself, games. They they approached Nintendo and they said, Hey, can we can we make a Crypt of the Necro Dancer, but using Zelda? And Nintendo's like, Sure. Crazy. Like how amazing must that have been for those guys oh and girls over gosh. there? That's that's amazing to make a Zelda game like that essentially, and fans are loving it. You know this; it's a spinoff, but fans are you know, there's no ill will towards this whatsoever. The Zelda community is really rallying around this game. That's a new um, or uh, that I love the name of the studio. Uh, yep. Brace yourself, games. By the way, that's really great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're playing a a game in a different genre from a beloved franchise that's that's been around for ages. Oh, let me guess. That's your next one, too. So, uh, in a similar manner, um, I'm playing, which would be my game of the month, and we didn't do that prior uh, for June, but Crash Team Racing, um, my gosh, this brings back. So, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, I'm playing it on PS4. You can get it on Xbox One, as well as Nintendo Switch, uh, which feels a little sacrilegious almost. That is odd. You can play Mario Kart, and then seconds later, play Crash Team Racing on the same console, but it's 2019 uh anyway i am loving all of it i played crash team racing the original back um 99 or 2000 i'm gonna have to look uh look that up but that was a game that me and my sister jamie and my our cousins alex and savannah just played the absolute heck out of 1999 99 so that'll be my uh my go-to what what uh september probably september for north america Yep. So when we get to September, we'll have a lot to choose from for honoring the past. But um, it's absolutely beautiful. Nostalgia wave. Nostalgia wave. Awesome. The tracks, despite looking so different, 
I really just completely rebuilt highly detailed versions of those 1999 ones you played on PS1. And uh, it, th- I love the marketing they've been doing for the game. It's just like back in the day, Crash is a, gi- a, a giant goofball. Um, there's a lot of customization. You can play classic mode, which is how I started, which is the exact adventure mode from the original game. Or you can play, um, I don't know what they call the new game mode, but it's basically the adventure mode, but you can choose your racer. You can change your racer at any different time. You can change your cart. You can customize it. I've got a big PlayStation logo on the side of my cart, which is awesome. And a little bit like Mario Kart, in this new mode, there are different attributes, including speed and turns, acceleration, where the original Crash, every cart was just completely even. Yeah. Um, So that's been nice, a nice addition to give you that option. I haven't jumped online yet to play... Um, I know Tom also got this, and he's been playing, but I, I don't know how far he is. But I'm most of the I'm through the like uh, probably about eighty percent of the way through the main campaign already with it, and I jumped in and started a second one with the customizable features. It's a blast. It's very very fast paced. Um, IGN's review was saying it's faster paced than Mario Kart, and I don't remember. I'm gonna have to go back and play them one after another. Hmm. It might just be a little I'll bit take, different. I'll tempo. take their word for it. Um, but. I'm loving it, and it, it brings to mind just such wonderful times. Activision, with publishing these games, has done a really nice job now. In, in three consecutive years, we got Crash, we got the Spyro remake for the trilogy of those games last year, and then two years prior, we got the the first three Crash Bandicoot games, all rebuilt from the ground up. Um, what's I, next? Right, what's next? Uh, th- after that, there wasn't anything notable for Spyro for me. Um it makes me wonder if they go to Crash Bash, which was a, a blast of a party game. It was the fifth uh, Crash Bandicoot game after Team Racing. That would I would buy that tomorrow. It, it would be incredible if they did that. And seeing the success of these games, I would imagine they're going to do it. They have different studios do them. I believe Toys for Bob did Spyro. Uh, we had Beanox who did this one. They've worked on Call of Duty over the years with in various Activision products. Um and then a few years ago, it was Vicarious Visions who did the insane trilogy. So I'm in all my glory. Crash Team Racing uh, is a wonderful release. Go pick it up. It's only uh, 40 bucks, or if you have, like, I have the Best Buy gaming membership, it's only $31. So you can't go wrong there. Uh, I'm really intrigued to, to play online. I, I'll get there shortly. Honoring the past, our next segment here, uh, here at the Geekiverse, we want to go back. 10 and 20 years. So we go back to 2009 and 1999, in this case in the month of June, to see what releases came out then uh, that we thought were notable, uh, kind of you know caught our attention. Well, what do you want to start with, Pav? You want to go back uh, 99? Yeah, we'll go back to 99. Uh, the one that caught my eye was the original Half-Life mod that eventually became the game Counter-Strike. Oh, um, so crazy. Made by two guys. It was just uh, Half-Life modification. You know, It was not anything official, um, but this game that eventually became Counter-Strike was... is and still is one of the most influential multiplayer shooters of all time. And it was so popular that Half-Life, sorry, Valve eventually approached the two gentlemen who made the game, offered to bring them in, and then it officially became um, a real game, you know, Half-Life Counter-Strike that was officially under the Half-Life platform, published by Valve, got their approval and all that. One One of the crazier stories of, you know, a mod or fan game, however you want to describe that, really taken off and taken on a life of its own. Um, but Counter-Strike, I, I have a lot of memories playing that game. Uh, it, I, wasn't a, I wasn't engrossed in PC gaming at that time. It wasn't until a few years later that I was able to pl- uh, play on my PC more often. Um, but just you can feel half uh, Counter-Strike's resonance to this day. It was one of the very first, if not maybe the first shooter where you could customize your weapons and accessories prior to a match. So kind of like how loadouts have just become a staple now in Call sure. of Duty, other first-person shooters. Um, there was currency you were earning after matches. Um, so that that's another feature that's very prominent now in first-person shooters online. A, a lot of stuff that you saw in that game is now, it's a pillar of basically every first-person multiplayer shooter. Yeah, that's, it's funny to think back on some of those games that kind of revolutionized Something as simple as customization, because mm-hmm. you take it for granted nowadays. Yeah. Um. What it so there in '99 there was a pretty, uh, a fair a fairly good month. So we had games such as uh, 
Persona 2, which right. is crazy to think of, PlayStation 1, uh, Pokemon Pinball, Game Boy Color. We had uh, probably most notable to me is Driver, which was a, a PlayStation 1 game. And uh, it was all, as you can imagine, car-based. I'm trying to think back. I, I remember Driver. I don't remember how much I, I made Vaguely, played but I remember. <laughs> they re-released it, I know. Um, oh, it's right there. Uh, on iPhone, geez, about 10 years ago now. So uh, I felt like that was a popular game, but maybe not because it never had a sequel. Uh, but... You are NYPD officer, former racing driver John Tanner. Most positive it had sequels. I swore it did. Hold on, hold I on. I swore it did. What fact, most positive it was a se- yeah. Wasn't I swore? Yeah, it became a series then. Wasn't Ubisoft behind it? Mm, or no, it was. I, I'm not GT familiar. Interactive. Yeah. Yeah, there was Driver 2, Driver 3, Driver Parallel Line. I swore there was. There was a PSP game. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, this was a a popular game. Uh, I I didn't play much of it, but I definitely had my hands on it at one point. Uh, Okay, so Ubisoft did revive that franchise then. That's what it looks like. Okay, that's where we were thinking. But, man, that's that's so crazy that it goes back that far. Anything else notable, 99, you wanted to call to mind there no we 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 grabbed it all i believe uh june 2009 so we're looking at 10 years ago now uh right off the bat we had a few big ones in the sims 3 and uh red faction gorilla so sims 3 originally for windows and they it got full releases after that on console um i know some people that lived in the sims (laughs) yeah i'd say we're and maybe still are uh i think sims 4 was the last major release in that series Unless there's been expansions since then. Uh, there probably has expansions, been. Expansions, yes, but no numbered uh, entry for that. Um, we had, uh, I thought it was interesting, Guitar Hero on Tour comes out on, on NDS on June 9th. Same day we get Rock Band Unplugged uh, on the PSP. Original Nintendo DS. Crazy, crazy. Uh, what else? Johnny Bravo. That's kind of funny. Ghostbusters, the video game, June 16th. Um, hilarious video I mentioned pre-show. Uh, well, have, you'll have to Google it. It's Greg Miller from IGN back in the day, and uh, he's he's one of the biggest fans of uh, Ghost, Ghostbusters in general that I've ever seen in my life. And he just... Um, I'll have to post a link. It, it's funny. Guitar Hero Smash Hits also came out the same day on 360 and PS3 and Wii. Uh, this was notable because it took all of the hits from two and three, and I think a, a little bit of the DLC for those, and it put it all in, in basically one package. Uh, by this time, Guitar Hero was basically done. So that was a kind of a last-ditch effort to, to throw those songs together. Um, as if a Galaxy, I, I'm not a, familiar with that game at all. Isn't that mobile? It is mobile. Um, Monster Hunter for PSP, free, interesting. That was, if I'm not mistaken, hold on, let me double-check something real quick. Okay, yeah, that was I could be wrong. I think that was the first Oh, no, no, no. Well, that was like the first time it was on handhelds in North America. Okay. Cuz the other ones were on I believe PlayStation 2 then, but that's one of the earliest Monster Hunter games to get released in America then still. Yeah, I I mean <laughs> that we're going way back now. I, yeah. It's funny to say, but um because also- before then it had been Japan exclusive. Fight Night Round Four. I think I actually own that game. That uh, if you're, if you're not a boxing guy, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not the one I had. Okay. What was the series that came out after Fight Night that EA had? The successor. It'll hit me later. I I don't know. Whatever that that series I, was. I bet your dad was playing it. He might have been the one. Your, who your dad it. likes boxing. He and does. And your dad knows boxing. So. Um, and then uh, Call of War is Bound in yeah, Blood. Yeah, was, was actually uh, kind of yep. popular. Uh, um, also, the first I think. Yeah, no, on the first Blaze Blue, I think. Yeah. Oh, geez. That was the first Blaze Blue. So this was a trigger. Yeah. Actually, a lot of pretty good releases. Some more I notable than others. I miss the Call others. of Juarez games. Yeah. I, I like anything set in the Old West. They hit a nice run. And, and yeah, those were solid games. Surprised those haven't been reinvigorated and, and refocused with all of the popularity with Red Dead. Sure, yeah. You know, because there's not much... You know, in between the two, both Red Dead games were so popular. I'm always surprised that there haven't been more games set in like the you know the Old West. I feel like that's, for as long as video games have been around, that's still a relatively untapped setting or era. Let's say so. In gaming. 
Um, anything else you want to touch on before we move on here to the news? I'm good if you are. I'm good. Uh, so going into the news, uh, we've got four items on the docket for you. Um, the starting off number one, this came. This news came during E3. It kind of fell by the wayside because of E3, and uh, circling around. Public, uh, you were not familiar with limited run games. I was not. I was not either until this, and maybe you are at you know the listener, but. Limited Run Games essentially re-releases titles that uh, either never got a, a box release, so a physical release, or they'll release really cool collector's editions uh, for titles that never got collector's editions. So, Star Wars fans rejoice. No, you know, this is what sucked me into all of this. Um, this Friday, so June 28th, you are gonna. this is how the model works. You, you pre-order the game. They go into production, and then about a month or two later, they, they come out, and you'll get it in the mail. So you don't get it right away. Uh, but like our friends at 26 Shirts, Del Reed and all them, Fantastic, this is their model. You pre-order the shirt. They make their production run based on that. So limited run games, which what a great concept, by the way, announced an E3 2019 lineup of stuff that's going to come out throughout the summer highlighted by physical limited editions of Power Rangers Battle for the Grid as well as a handful of LucasArts games on their original platforms. So these games are not rebuilt. They're not remade. They are just repackaged and re-released. However, this Friday the 28th, you can get your hands on Star Wars Bounty Hunter, at least a pre-order for it, that was one of my favorite PS2 games and one of my favorite Star Wars games in general. You get to play as Jango Fett leading up to his recruitment to be the the head of the clone army. So you run into Count Dooku. It's it's really awesome. The uh, It's a game I'm going to dive back into again. You, um, you obviously take on missions because that's what you are. You're a bounty hunter. But it kind of leads to unraveling this mystery. Tamura Morrison voiced him in it? He did. And wow, that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know they got I didn't know they got him to do the you know the game then too. Who else? There were a few other notable voices I wanna say. I can't I'm not finding okay. that unfortunately, but Yeah, Tamura That's was, awesome. So it graphically was a very nice game. I'm sure I'm gonna play it and say, Who you know, I don't know if this Bad. aged well. <laughs> but um Coming out on PS4, the collector's edition of this is nuts. I showed you a picture yes. of that beforehand. It comes with all these things. And I can't Spe- confirm. It's nuts. <laughs> special packaging, uh, collectible coin, uh, a Django Fett pin. You can also get the original NES and Game Boy versions of the original Star Wars with the respective blue cartridges. Yeah, that was so cool looking. Unbelievable. So these never been made before until now, these collector's editions. Uh, some games, just to run through, and uh, they primarily deal with Switch and PS4. They do PC games. They do not have Xbox games. So sorry, Xbox gamers. Uh, but uh, Guacamelee is coming out on Vita, physical release. That was never a thing. Mercenary Kings for PS4. Monkey Island 2 on PC. That That's a really well-known LucasArts yeah. game. Uh, we mentioned Power Rangers. We mentioned uh, Red Faction. So Red Faction, the original, coming out on PS4. Uh, let's see here. Rogue Legacy, very popular Vita game from 2013, I want to say. We may have looked that up. Uh, that's coming in to Nintendo Switch. Star Wars fans, buckle up. This is what's coming here. Uh, Star Wars for NES and Game Boy. Bounty Hunter. Dark Forces on PC. Episode 1 Racer on N64. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back on NES and Game Boy. That's one I may have to pick up. Jedi Knight on PC. Jedi Knight 2 on PC. Jedi Knight Academy. Uh, or Jedi Knight Jedi Academy on PC. One game that I did have on PS2 back in the day, Star Wars Racer Revenge. So the uh, the pod racing. Oh my gosh, that game, speaking of racers like CTR and Mario Kart, you get to take anyone that you basically saw in the Booty Eve Classic from Episode 1 and race on a number of tracks. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a good multiplayer game. That's coming to PS4. Rebel Assault to PC. This is one that I'm pretty confident I'm going to pick up because I never played it. Shadows of the Empire, yeah, N64. You, you need to play that. That's freaking awesome. Dash Rendar, man. Is that maybe the most popular bit of Star Wars content that didn't survive the uh, the Disney Thanos snap, if you will, when they reset the, the universe there? 
I, I would say it's probably the most oh, popular. No, 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 no. I would still say it's the whole Yuzhen Vong invasion. Interesting. I, I, would, I, I would might argue it's Shadows probably. of the Empire, but it could, I mean, it could be. That's pretty close either way. I mean, yeah, tomato. It's tomato. probably one of those two. Um, incredible. I, I can't wait. So all of these do not have release dates just yet, but they're going to be released throughout the summer. Uh, you can find them all at limitedrungames.com. I keep refreshing. Oh, um, wait, no, dude. Sorry. The Thrawn trilogy. It's got to be that. I would have said Everybody, that, but they brought... I Yeah, I know. I, that's why I didn't think of it. they did a new it, one. That's why I didn't think of it immediately, because you know, Thrawn was brought back. Yeah. And, and he, he's one of the in few, everything yeah. now. Yeah. You know, with, with Rebels, he, he was got still a, prominent. He got a book. He's, he's actually I, getting a but trilogy. But I feel like that whole story... Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize yeah. that. So he's, there's, yeah. Okay, so maybe that doesn't count then. But, but that original I, story was so good. I, I would have said that if they I mean, didn't bring him back. Mara Jade. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I she's got to come back at some point. I don't know how that worked. That was in. such a good story. I think if they bring her back and she's not involved with Luke Skywalker, fans would just go crazy. S- I, Star Wars fans going crazy. Yeah, no. never heard of it. No. Ever. Uh, Tie Fighter as well as X Wing coming to PC. So pretty impressive yeah. Star Wars lineup there. Super Meat Boy coming to Switch, PS4, and Vita, as well as Transistor, which was very popular. I want to say that was Vita and uh, Turok on Switch. And this is all you said physical, right? All physical releases. That, see, that's what's really cool because we've talked about this on podcasts before. You, you know, pe- people like you and my and I, we're stupidly sentimental. We like to yes. have the physical game. We like to stick it on our bookshelf or whatnot. Um, and a lot of these games, you're either one not going to be able to find the original um, physical cartridge. Two, if you do, it's probably going to cost you a lot of money. Or three, the only way that it ever was going to be released modernly again was d- through digital. So to have yeah. to actually have the physical game again, that's got to be really cool for people who are who like who like I said are very sentimental about their games. So that's the big thing with them is that there's that sentimentality. There's also um, I can't find the the blog post. I believe it's on their website, but they said to basically future proof your collection. Yes, that too. Uh, yep, you know, that's the other thing I was thinking of. We talk about DRM digital rights yeah. management all the time, and and that's one foolproof way to do it. The big thing also for me as a PlayStation gamer. Star Wars Bounty Hunter is going to have trophy support. That's awesome. Yeah. I love trophies. I love achievements. I really wish the Switch would have something like it. I'm holding out hope at some point they will. It's just a nice little thing that adds to my gaming experience. I don't have to have it, but I enjoy it. It's funny. You, you, we brought up the fruit, uh, future proof. I was just talking about this with someone recently. Um, a Castlevania game that came out on the original Wii. Uh, it was a 2D side-scroller. It was only a, uh, available on the Wii's eShop, the WiiWare at the time. It was such a really cool game, and then once the Wii servers went down, you can't get that game anymore. It's never been re-released by Konami, whether in collection or through other digital means. So if you didn't get that game on the original Wii when it was out, you currently have no way to play that game. That's crazy. And it's a shame because it was a really, really fun game. Yeah. but it's like, And that's definitely not the only case that there's you know, hundreds more cases like that. Of so other games, they partner with the the publisher. That's fantastic. Here. And they're like I said, they're not really they're not remaking the games; they're porting them. Right. But it's still to to buy the rights to them to get those collections out. Um, we know LucasArts has kind of been resurfacing a little bit here, um, and I'm excited to see where they go next. As many Star Wars uh, movies, future TV shows, uh, all of the above that they're cranking out, they're not doing it with video games. So right. I, You've always talked about this. I hope you know, <laughs> this is one step in that direction. Um, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, by the way, I don't know the collector's edition price. They've not released that, but Bounty Hunter will be $29.99. I think that's about as much as I would want to spend on, on a non-collector's edition of a game like that. Uh, but nevertheless, very cool. Uh, item number two. So uh, John Fick of the Geekiverse, uh, one of our games editors, posted this in our chat. He said, if you look at the first letter of every tweet from God of War director Corey Barlog, uh, everyone starting from the game's anniversary, uh, he said April 1st, it spells out Ragnarok is coming. Damn. <laughs> so Norse mythology is where the God of War reboot goes. Check out thegigaverse.com and search God of War. You'll see that I gave it a 10 out of 10. We don't uh, hand those out very often. No, we don't. And it, for any media, for any entertainment field. <laughs> And it is one of my favorite games of all time. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that means DLC is coming at some point. Hopefully that wasn't uh, um, just uh, Corey Punk and everybody. I, I don't know. But Ragnarok is coming. Man, 
I, I would I would pay good money to dive back into that world, and I imagine a sequel's coming at some point. How could it not? It, you know, like when you think of how extensive DLC can be between such games like Skyrim and Witcher, and y- even to a lesser degree, uh, Breath of the Wild. You know, even if this is just a DLC, this could mm-hmm. be a ten-hour experience, which a couple generations ago would have been longer than a lot of full retail releases. Mm-hmm. So even if this, if this is just DLC, this can be incredibly epic. This could be a really, really cool gaming experience. Yeah, it, you know, it doesn't have to be you know a one-two-hour you know challenge or like survival mode or something like that. This could be a full-on story. And I imagine that's how it would be uh, if indeed that is something that's happening. Gosh, I would love that. Um, like I said, you know, I gush about the game all day long. If you haven't picked it up and you've got a PlayStation, you are missing out. If you don't have a PlayStation and you want to pick up one, that is one reason to get one. No doubt about it. You will not regret that purchase. Uh, item number three on the list, Gears 5. Uh, so a press release came to us uh, via Xbox um, with the Xbox Game Pass for Gears 5. We know we can play day one on uh, Microsoft Studio games. So Gears Halo, Forza, Crackdown. You can play them all day one. You don't have to purchase the game as long as you have a game pass. However, some added perks for Gears 5, Ultimate Edition. With your Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership, you get access to the Gears 5 tech test in July. You can play four days early when Gears 5 Ultimate Edition launches in September. And you can get the Terminator Dark Fate character pack if you play before September 16th. All you got to do is initiate that download and, and make sure you play it once before then. That's a pretty cool perk, especially if you are a diehard Gears fan, which we felt was a little bit almost underwhelming at E3. feel like we didn't see a ton of it. Yeah, uh, especially for what's seemingly Xbox One's major holiday release this year. <clears throat> that's a, a tentpole like, release for that. Right. Like what else is overshadowing that? I don't know. That, that was that was bizarre to me. Um I think what we have seen looks really good. I can't wait to get my hands on it, which is only a few months away, which is crazy. But nice little addition there for for Microsoft to let you do that with the Ultimate Game Pass. Uh, Item number four on the list, last second edition here. This week we got a reveal of Bendy and the Dark Revival. Um, So Bendy and the Ink Machine from, from Joey Drew Studios, Rooster Teeth Games, was one of my favorite games from last year. We got to actually... Um, meet Mike Mood, who's the creator of the game. Uh, we sat down with him at E3 last year, had a really good conversation just about the game and, and kind of his mindset with it. He asked me, if, after seeing the game, if, if you could say one game you think it reminds you of, what is it? And I said, Bioshock. And he said, yes, that's exactly what I was going for. It's his favorite game. So uh, anyway, uh, you can check out my review again of that at thegeekiverse.com. That's Bendy and the Ink Machine. They have some wonderful merch, by the way, which you can find right at their website. Uh, but this is a sequel to the game. Uh, actually, they're say- we've read that it was not a sequel, and it's not a prequel. So as you mentioned, it's like Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really know what it is. It it's looks just a continuation like- of that world. <laughs> I imagine it's an alternate timeline sure, kind of right. uh, thing. But um, sounds like that will be episodic first episode coming this fall. Uh, last edition came to PC, to Xbox One, PS4, and Switch, and actually came to mobile. So I imagine this one is day one on all of those. Um, I Again, s- just some really, really good news this week for me with, with Star Wars, with uh, with Corey Barlog and, and then Bendy. This, it's been good for me. Um, last thing uh, we want to get to, kind of the meat of the show here, just the community discussion. If you go to facebook.com slash thegeekiverse, if you follow us there, you'll notice that we posted a picture that we found uh, on the internet that had a number with a, a, a control in your hand for various gaming systems throughout the year. And uh, what this entailed was it said, list the number that you started with. So this really evolved into a, a, a fun community discussion with a lot of comments, a lot of shares, likes, feedback. And uh, it got us thinking a little bit, what system did we start with or what was the system after that we started with that really kind of launched us into gaming a little bit more? Uh, so uh, Pavlok and I are going to talk about that uh, Pavlog, I'll let you talk about yours first. I'm going to pull up just some of the community discussion comments that we did get. Um, N64, I believe, is is your go-to. Yes. Technically not my... Yeah. Uh, the very first video game console I ever touched was an original Nintendo. Um, 
honestly, that may have even been the original Atari because I'm the baby on both sides of the family. Uh, you know, the youngest grandchild, I'm the youngest of my siblings. I, I, you know, all my older cousins, my older siblings, then, you know, they had these consoles back when they were state of the art, when they were first coming out. Um, so I was able to play these games even when I had no understanding of what video games were. Um, so even though I may have played original Atari first, I always say it's probably the original Nintendo that I touched first. Of course, when I'm playing that, I'm like three or four years old, so I don't really understand what I'm doing. You know, I, I just I just like it because there's you know maybe a game where there's a giant robot dinosaur that you fight other robot dinosaurs with. I like you know the music in Zelda. I like the colors in Tetris. Um, it's really not until the N64 era that I really fell in love with video games as an art form and became really passionate about them. Um, N64, some of my earliest and some of my favorite memories playing that um, was, say, GoldenEye, uh, the 007 game. Countless, countless hours playing multiplayer in that. Uh, that's still, I mean, even to this day, I could sit down with three other friends in the same room and play that game, no matter how old it is now. Um, otherwise, there's Star Fox 64 and probably the biggest one, Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda. Um, and and you know, N64 was the console where I started getting a, a true love for video games. Ocarina of Time was the game that got me really, really to fall in love with The Legend of Zelda series. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of little bit of a union there it's it's uh really appropriate that that series and that council both made me fall in love with their respective series and you know video video games in general um and 64 was such a fun system though you had other games like super mario 64 paper mario nintendo really made some of their very best entries in their long-running franchises on that system and that's why you know decades later people fans still speak about the system so uh admirably and so adoringly and we we got an incredible uh amount of feedback here uh so we we you know i'll, I'll just read some of the comments off geeka versus dave ferguson said uh the atari he loved combat adventure and pitfall uh, I'm scrolling through here ironically enough sega genesis was not uh, on this list but a lot of people commented about that yeah, if no, not complaint, <laughs> which is fine. Um, Se- yeah, Sega, G- Sega Genesis was a great system too. We definitely had that in my household, and I have a lot of fond memories playing that too. Even though I'm n- n- a very self-professed Nintendo fanboy. Uh, Bobby Yetto of the Geekiverse, he said uh, NES was it for him. Let's see here. It er- was really cool to see the number of varied responses we got. Like, it wasn't yeah. just overwhelmingly for one system. We had a lot of Atari mentions. We had a lot of Sega Genesis a mentions. A lot of NES. Yes. Lots of um, NES, including myself. I listed that, but... Some Game Boy mentions. Super Nintendo. I, I think it feels like most was Atari and, and, and NES. And um, you and I are kind of in similar situations. We had NES as our first. However, um, N64 was your, your true, like, this is it. I'm a gamer. And for me, yeah. PlayStation 1. Right. So same time frame, just you know, opposites uh, in terms of competitors. There, uh, Brian Doyle from Dave and Adams uh, said Atari. Tom Colbert said Game Boy and SNES. Ah, yeah. See, like, like I said, we got a lot of different responses. It was cool. There were some good ones here. Did, did we get anything for like the Wii or PS3? Like, was anybody uh, really willing to say? I got or, a negative or, one or, for or Pong. Were, oh. <laughs> Or say, or were they young enough that that was their first gaming system? I got uh, so Caitlin Horner said one Atari, then seven PS one, then four Game Boy, then eleven uh, Wii, <laughs> and then ten, which was Xbox through marriage. Uh, so she's married to my my good buddy Sean. I uh, got another comment for Pong, which is really funny. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Andrew Garvey said uh, Atari as well. Not gonna mention Pete's comment. Grumpy geek. Uh, Jeff Heller from our friends at Film Dumpster said Atari, but NES. Uh, his life was changed by that. Right. And I'm just going through the list. Yeah, nothing. Uh, no Wii, no PS3. Obviously, later later generation stuff. Under or uh, no PS2, anything like that. That's okay. So uh, we want to hear from you. Go comment on that thread. It's it's still going strong. Uh, or. Just leave a comment on our wall and tell us what system really got you into gaming. 
for me, uh, PlayStation 1, as I mentioned, was a, was a big deal. Just a few titles that I want to mention here. You know already about my love of Crash Bandicoot. So Crash Bandicoot, um, I never owned one, the original. I looked at it at Blockbuster in the used bin every time we went in, but I never bought it. I actually never owned Crash Bandicoot 2, but my buddy Adam Bardell did, so I played it there. Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped was the biggest, uh, or my first jump into the franchise and still my favorite to this day, having now played them all. But, man, we played hours and hours and hours of that. Um, Amanda um, Limpert, so one of our, our, our writers as well, we, we played the, the heck out of that game when we were 9 or 10 years old. Uh, Crash Team Racing, Crash Bash, I all of those huge, huge games for me. And then um, some other titles you may not think about as much. Twisted Metal 1 through 3. I, I did play 4, but 1 through 3, uh, my buddy Adam and I played every summer. Just it, that's that's felt like that was our time to get together and play those. We We knew every cheat code by heart. We had played every story over and over again. Those are that's a series that I think may get a, a remaster at some point. I feel like it just it it would be leaving money on the table if they didn't go back and do a, a collection of one through three or e- even two through four, which I didn't really care for four. But uh, Cool Borders three, do you remember Cool Borders at all? I do not. So, uh, snowboarding game basically uh, all think of any kind of like Olympic style. Uh, tricks that you can do is essentially Tony Hawk, but snowboarding. Awesome. <laughs> Loved that. Tony Hawk, which I didn't even write down. I, I played a fair amount of that. Um, and then in terms of sports games, uh, NHL Face Off 99. So this was 989, who also made uh, Twisted Metal 3 and 4. I'll never forget it. Uh, Chris Chelios is on the cover of this in the Chicago Blackhawks uniform, uniform taking a slap shot. Uh, that was the first hockey game that I really, really got into, and that was the first one that really... Uh, I played this post uh, Sabres '99 Stanley Cup run. You didn't play NHL '95, '94, uh, or that, yeah. uh, I, I didn't play either. '94 okay. is the big one. Yeah. So no, I really didn't. Uh, Just grab the Rangers and play as Pavel Bure the whole time. Oh, You'll never lose. Yeah, I I got into it um, relatively late there, but uh, you know I've I've been a huge hockey fan ever since. So after that, that was the last. I think I got one more NHL face-off game, and Curtis Joseph, I think, was on the cover. In Cujo, it. huh? It is Maple Leafs jersey. I think it was a, a yellow background. It all comes back to me. But I jumped ship to EA to NHL 2001 after that, and uh, I haven't looked back ever since. Actually, that's a lie. I played NHL 2K for a bit, uh-huh. and then I played NHL Hits. Who, who hasn't oh, played? Oh, God, I loved Hits. I adore that game. Jamie and I played it a few summers ago. We broke out the PS2. Awesome. It's great. It. <laughs> That's it's one way to describe it. <laughs> great. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, yeah. So kind of wrapping up here, uh, this episode of Geek's Got Game, we're going to just uh, close out the show, tell you what's going on with Geekiverse, what you can expect here as we get into the summer months. So, uh, Jeff, uh, any final thoughts on NHL 94? No. Or- <laughs> I'm good. I definitely want to bust out this my Sega Genesis, though, and play that again. You can also play it. It came with um, NHL 2014, I want to say. There, were, there was some sort of NHL 94 mode for the 20th anniversary of That's it. That's awesome. On 360 PS3. Uh, where can people find you on social media? What can you plug for the Geekiverse? What's going on with you? You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey Povs and on Instagram, Jeff Pavlock. Um, next week or so, I will be putting together a feature article um, exploring the very stacked 2019 lineup that the Switch has and then forecasting what I'm expecting the Switch lineup to have in 2020. This would be uh, there's very helpful from a selfish standpoint. I would <laughs> love that, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, just the, the, the amount of games that we're seeing come out on the Switch is unprecedented for a Nintendo console in the last couple generations. And then we only know a few that are um, currently slated for 2020, but I've got some predictions as to what games and what new announcements we'll see for the Switch next year. I think it's. I think Nintendo is going to be rolling along quite nicely for a while. Hey, build the proper hardware, they will come. Yep. It's, it's very true. 
Uh, for me, on uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Josiah D. Leroy. Um, really, it's it's free agent frenzy time coming up uh, for the NHL, and it's been very boring so far. So you will find me doing a lot of discussion regarding hockey. But uh, July is a stacked month in terms of gaming. So uh, Geeks Got Game, you can listen to this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, we have a new episode every two weeks. Uh, Jeff and I will talk about the latest in gaming, what's coming out, what you can look forward to. And end of July, a lot of games that are were on my most anticipated list are coming out in the form of Wolfenstein and uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. So uh, a fun couple. And then, you know, the, the game that you don't want me to play at that time, but I'm going to. I don't not want you to play it. I just I need I need someone for co-op for Wolfenstein, and that's what I was gonna do. So, uh, I'm yeah. talking about Fire Emblem. By oh the yeah, way, yeah, people. Yeah. I, I should have mentioned that. That's okay. I, hey, I want you to play what you want to play. That's fine. Uh, if you want to be my co-op, because Jeff's giving me a hard time about it, you just you just dropped me a line. I, I was planning on getting it for Switch, but I'm open to other systems. <laughs> uh, so for the. You can check out at thegeekiverse.com. We had tons of E3 coverage. Our E3 hub is still up. Just um, It's actually pinned to the top of our page still. Uh, next in the, in the next few weeks here, we've got Spider-Man... Uh, oh, my gosh. Far From Home. I almost yes. said Homecoming. Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't know why I do the same thing. I have a hard time with that Every subtitle. other time I mention that subtitle, yeah, I, I start with Homecoming. And Homecoming I don't feels know like why. a sequel title to me, not a first. I don't know why. But it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm stupid excited for that, especially with all the trailers and, and uh, kind is, of behind. Is that the only MCU movie that's like the first for a solo that's got a subtitle? Well, no, 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 I'm an idiot. It ca- uh, what do you call it? Captain America had a subtitle. But that's the only other one? I think so. Cause, Guardians, know. no. Iron Man, no. Black Panther, no. Thor, no. Thor, no. Uh, Captain Marvel, no. Doctor Strange, no. No. How about that? So it's I d- Captain so America and Spider-Man, then. Iron Man, no. Captain America probably could have done without it. Oh, yeah, it didn't did, need it. But uh, Spider-Man yet, yo, had to, to does, differentiate from the other ones. Does Incredible Hulk count? How does that work? Because that's no. not really a subtitle, but it's no. not just the name of the character either. I would say no. Yeah. I, I would say that, yeah. But it, it, it's interesting. Completely random, yeah. interesting piece of trivia we just realized. Last MCU movie for the year, though. Yeah. Uh, it's been a crazy four months. Might be the last for a while. Well, next May. Right. We're getting, well, we think, Black Widow. That's what I'm assuming. Which we're cause starting it's, to it, see production. Yeah, exactly. We're um, already seeing production. Yeah. Um, Behind the picture, scenes. Yep, pictures quote out unquote of it. leaks. Right. Uh, stuff like I'm really excited for that movie. I'm, I hope that's that's um, kind of a nice send off, if you will. That's it, funny to say, seeing that she was you know sent off in uh, Endgame. But uh, <laughs> hey, by the time you're listening to our next episode or, or this one, maybe uh, maybe Endgame will be number one finally. I can't believe they didn't get past Avatar yet. Tonya, you're still salty. That's crazy. I, it, Avatar should not be the number one movie of all time at the box office. Get there, Endgame, please. We do love you, three thousand. So, for everything pop culture, whether that's gaming, movie, comics, TV, you want to keep it locked to thegeekiverse.com, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or uh, the website, or even better than that, uh, we have an online store. So, thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. We've got new shirts coming every month, including this wonderful fifth anniversary t-shirt, if you can see that over the laptop. Uh, I know you can't see it if you're listening on the podcast, obviously, but... Check that out in our store right now. Um, these are limited to one of 100. Get your hands on those. If you like God of War as much as I do or even close to it, you can get a, uh, our boy t-shirt there. You'll know what I'm talking about if you played the game. There's a girl l- can also buy it, by the way. Oh, yeah. You're not limited to that. Uh, there's over uh, 20 designs available, so go on a shopping spree. What's even more is that that really helps fund the Geekiverse on a month-to-month basis. Speaking of funding the Geekiverse, last thought here, go to patreon.com slash the Geekiverse and subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Each level all the way up to $25 a month unlocks exclusive perks that you can only get by subscribing to that level and previous levels after that. So there's a few things that Patreon helps us do uh, from a month to month that helps the content keep churning out. Uh, second of all, possibly you know, most important here. We're sitting in these wonderful uh, yeah. studio lights. We're looking at them. Don't look too long because they kind of burn your eyes. It's like looking at the sun. Patreon.com helps us do this thing, Jeff. And what is that thing? Keep the lights on. It keeps those lights on and we need them, damn it, because we've got a green screen right here. But Spoiler alert, that's a green screen. If you couldn't tell by my shoddy lighting. Anyway, those are good lights. We need your help for it. Patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Geek Scott Gabe. We'll catch you in just a few weeks. We'll have a, a Spider-Man uh, spoiler cast. I gotta imagine. Um, I imagine the girls will be talking about Stranger Things season three. Yeah, that's a heck of a weekend. Fourth of July, Stranger Things, Spider-Man. I'm so excited. July is a great content month. It really is. Best July that I can I can recall in a long time. Between the those two, between the games that we've got coming out, it's a good time to be a geek, as I say, every episode. For Jeff Pavlock, I'm Josiah Leroy. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll catch you soon. Have a happy, happy 4th of July.